This week's show is brought to you by Venice Beach Beverage. Try their delicious line of ginger teas with 100% daily vitamins in every can. And make sure you try my favorite, Black Cherry. Visit them online at venicebeachbeverage.com. The following episode is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Good night, mates. And we're back to another episode on this frequency from Dodger Stadium in the area where they have Shake Shack, our favorite place, Ricky and I. We're currently eating the best cheese fries in the world. I'm having a michelada and um, Ricky is having having moonshine. Moonshine. (laughs) Special here from Dodger Stadium. Talk to the facilitator at Shake Shack and he'll tell you where the moonshine is at at Dodger Stadium. No lie. So, you know, as per usual, we get into our deep conversations over cheese fries. And we're just talking about the business of making business Mm -hmm. and the hustle and the violin player here. All of which is pissing Ricky off. And, I mean, I feel pretty neutral, but I told her, you know what, I don't know why the violin player is here. I get it, but I don't get it, and I'm just, we're just going to have to move on. So let's talk about this. Natalie and I are not experts when it comes to baseball. This is all we know. There's five games in this series. Dodgers against the Giants. The Giants are ahead two games. This is the last home game that we have here at Dodger Stadium. If we don't fucking win this game, we're out. We're completely out of the series. So one would think that in order to hype the people up, the energy, the players, as you're walking into Dodger Stadium, that you have some music that's going to pump you up. Instead, you walk into this violin player who's amazing beautiful beautiful music 100% and this is why it's infuriating because homeboy is good excellent violin player he comes with his own music and then he plays along to it but we're not at a cocktail party and I'm not wearing my dress we're not at a wedding and no one's taking me home tonight we're not at a jazz club (laughs) this is not hyping me up this is infuriating me. You need napkins? Do you want me to go get you some napkins? No, that's okay. We can't stop this now. Okay, so we're gonna have to figure it out. So we're so and mind you, if you can hear the background noise right now, we're we're standing at Centerfield Pavilion. Oh yes. Right, there's restaurants all around us. So not only can you hear DJ Severe playing in the stadium, so you hear the doom 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 the bass, but you can also hear the violin player. I have this is a bipolar feeling right now. I don't know what to feel. But then there's also other music. Oh my god! Then there's music in the fucking restaurants. Again, infuriating. It's all kind of colliding. It is. It's colliding when music collides, and not good music collides. So my question is, who the fuck is doing all the music programming at Dodger Stadium? We want to know. 
If you're listening to this, please let us know. Send us an email on thisfrequency at gmail.com. And the thing is, is we get it. Like we were talking about the capacity constraints that the Dodger staff may have where they can't really kind of figure this out. So we get that part of it. We get the, the bad decisions in business because you don't have all the tools necessary or all the staff necessary that, that you need to have a better, I don't know. But, yeah. To make all of the pieces flow where people like Ricky are noticing. Well, and myself, because I'm sitting here and we're in the middle of all of the three elements and they do crash. But these are just little things like maybe Dodgers has like a suggestion box. Maybe we can go to the suggestion box somewhere. Fan services, you're right. Fan services. You can go to fan services, tell them, hey, we really like the DJ. Or, hey, we really like the violin player. Or, hey, we really like the music at CF Plaza. But not all fucking together at the same time in my ear. Yeah. Kind of strange. Kind of strange. It is strange. But, like I said, Natalie and I always try to look at all viewpoints. So... I can, I'm 100% enraged right now, but I get it, and I'm exercising compassion, and I'm seeing people's talent. I get all of it. I get all of it. And then it just frustrates me, because it's like, can you just let me do it, please? Could you just let me do it? And then I was telling her, like, well, you know, sure, maybe it's an L to the violin player, but not really because the violin player is getting paid anyway. So what the fuck does he care if the if the fans are hyped up and if he's getting them ready for you know the biggest night for the Dodgers it doesn't matter to him because well he's already collecting a paycheck pause 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 so you're telling me there's a michelada guy coming around the bend Natalie grab a michelada grab it grab it grab it oh no he's cool I like this guy I like his shoes those are cool shoes but there is a guy transporting michelada mix to its designated location. You know what we should try to find find out tonight? Who made this michelada mix? Because you really like it. Like, you're all about this michelada mix. What is it that you like so much about it? The michelada mix is amazing. It, it's just, like, the perfect amount of tomato, the perfect amount of hot sauce, and the perfect amount of chamoy and beer. It's, like, it's like the perfect balance. And the last time... the There's another... Um, Place a person that I actually know that makes a michel- an amazing michelada, and it's at El Pescador on Mountain in Ontario. Yeah, back it up, back it up. What I know about the guy who who makes the michelada mix at that El Pescador, my brother was like, we need to have him at our wedding, and I'm like, it's that good? He's like, we need to find a way to get it to Ensenada. I was like, okay. It compares to the one here at Dodgers Stadium. Um, I don't, I don't know. Just they make it with love. And, and that's the thing, like, you know, people could sell you something amazing because they believe in it. And if you believe in it, then it tastes that much fucking better. And it looks amazing. Right, 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 right. And that's why I think, you know what? Beauty and all of these things is in the eye of the beholder. The we teacher. hear we hear that all the time, but it, it really is that. Some person, something, some music is beautiful to some people, and it's not going to be beautiful to every single person, and it shouldn't be. That's true. It shouldn't be. But I do think that music heavily influences energy. That's like when we won the wild card game, and I think it was Selectra who played uh, the song Jump by... Um, white dudes i forgot the name of the song it got crazy everybody started jumping around like the energy went up and you're like worried that security they're gonna 
jump on your equipment like it's fucking scary it is scary but i what i wanted to to say i've really enjoyed these last two days spending it with you natalie in this setting because this is definitely natalie and i getting to know each other and again not in our corporate roles but being liberated from that and vulnerable pursuing what we love to do yeah yeah definitely in a different element and where i i don't want to say that where everything is at stake it cuz it's not like for me it's not like that for me in a sense yes because and I'm only going to say that because it's the fact that you have kids there's more at stake because there's mouths you got to feed and people you got to make sure that are happy and healthy could you agree and those are the stakes <laughs> do you disagree I mean I see why why you say that it's like the same but different right because they do have a father so if something happened to me I would hope that their father <laughs> well he would have no choice and, but, and I do have adult children so it's a little bit different yeah. I do have one baby left and she's not a baby she's 15 but 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 I get what you're saying and then I don't have you know you have my brother and so you have two incomes support that part right so but but so despite that I still do feel that we do have a lot at stake individually like as people as business women who want to thrive it's like it what is at our disposal is our comfort and the lives that we could live easily and lavishly with the corporate jobs we had before yeah. But that's a sacrifice, right? So in that sense, that's where, I, that's where I don't look at you like, oh, well, you, you don't got kids and you got a partner, so it's easier for you. No, I look at it as it's just as scary because you, you have your own pride and your own dignity for yourself just like I do. It's fucking scary either way. Yeah, you know what? Wait, I, I will say this. You do have a completely different energy about it. And you, and I love it. And I was just going to comment that my scared is not, I'm not anxious and I'm not nervous and I'm not sitting here like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm more like, well, this is what I'm doing today and that's cool. This is enough. It's enough. Hold on. This is enough. I literally, after these and that's why I'm glad, again, that you were here from beginning to end. Because you literally showed up in the morning. It's been like a, like the last 72 hours. It's draining. You're exhausted. Because you have to give your, the best of yourself to people. To all of the audience, to the guests, everybody that shows up to this stadium. You have to rep- represent yourself the best. And when you go home, you're like, Fuck. Um, beat and you got to get up and you got to do it all over again and you find this adrenaline that's it's like a drug that helps you just keep going and even though I'm like how am I gonna fully pay bills with this when I'm here like I don't worry about it like it's it's because it's like it's gonna come it's gonna come and everything is gonna be all right no matter what yeah um the the exhaustion is different because 
you know you're doing something like that you want to do and so the the um it, it's not like you're like we've experienced where we wake up at six o'clock in the morning shit shower change be in a two-hour commute no even, you know even before that like i remember we'd have to record the podcast and i would always stress out because i'm like what time is it because natalie has to go home and go to bed I was like, fuck, she's got to go home, go to bed, go to sleep, because she's got to wake up and go to work in the morning. And then the other day, I think, mind you, I think when we talked about you doing the plants, it was like 10.30, almost 11 o'clock at night. And I was like, you're awake? Oh, no, I texted you. I was like, are you still awake? And you're like, I am. And I'm like, why? (laughs) And you were good with it. And I was like, damn, it's like I'm getting to know a completely different person. Right. And I'm also in this kind of transition, or I don't know that I've mentioned, but... Where I'm trying to figure out what my routine looks like, and what and what do I want it to look like? Do I want to be up till eleven o'clock at night? Do I want to wake up at four? Do I want to go to sleep at eight or ten or three o'clock in the morning? It's all it all just is up to the individual. It's relative because we don't have to report anywhere or clock anywhere in. If you want to live your life where you wake up at 10.30 in the morning because you're going to be up till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, there's nothing fucking wrong with that. Except how we've been conditioned and raised. No, you got your normal life, blah, blah, blah. There, I, I sometimes don't know what day of the week it is. I honestly don't know. Like last Wednesday, the wild card game, I was convinced that was a Friday. I woke up the next day and I'm like, all right, cool, it's Saturday. Now, mind you, it was Saturday. It, it kind of felt like a Saturday for me because it was the only day that I had off in between them and the next game. But there's a loneliness in that because while everybody else is operating under the normal routine and you're like, wait, I'm just getting home and people are waking up to go to work. Yeah, Right, and um, you were warning me earlier in the week about, you know, figure out your, you said something like, figure your shit out as far as like routine, but don't feel like you have to have a long ass list of things to do and expect to finish all of them and then not feel guilty for, you know, because the guilt is going to set in about I'm home all day. I should be able to finish X, Y, and Z. And then you only finish X and feel like a total, like, am I lazy? And so, so it's totally like in the last couple of days, I've been feeling like that where, oh my gosh, I'm home. Why are, why aren't the, you know, why isn't the laundry done, washed, folded, put away? Why isn't the house sparkly clean? Why don't I have everything all organized and together? And I actually want to go back because that just reminded me of a conversation that you and I had. And I'm not sure what sparked it, but when I called and yelled at you. Yeah, um, it was about a week ago. And it was something about wanting to collaborate with, with Mi Vida. Oh. And, and then, and even then, okay, you want to talk, talk about it a little bit and then I'll give my point. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you my side and then we can talk about your side. So I'm doing some freelance work for um, Noel at Mi Vida in Highland Park. And I'm like literally like cutting up patches and helping them with their day-to-day operations. And I'm enjoying it. It's like simple work, but I love it because I have to really pay attention and focus. And I get a text message from you and you're like, hey, um, where are you at? What are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm at Mi Vida. And you said, you know what? I want to collaborate with Noel, something to that degree. I'm like, 
cool. Yes. And you said something like, I was like, well, what? What are your plans? What do you want to do? And then you kind of gave a wishy-washy answer. And then I gave you some advice. And then you said, yeah, because I don't want to look like a complete idiot walking into the... And that pissed me the fuck off. Because I'm like... What do you mean you don't want to you you don't want to look like an you're not an idiot like why would you talk about yourself like that and I picked up the phone and I called you and I'm like this is what you got to do this is how you got to come in and I gave you a whole layout because it made me feel like you didn't you didn't see yourself or you were questioning yourself or you were like oh, I don't know how to do this and it's like you do know how to I see that you do have it in you to figure out how to do this and then naturally I want to help you like do it but I never I never felt compelled to pick up the phone and be stern with you and I felt compelled at that moment to be stern with you because I'm like shut the fuck up you know how to do this this is inside of you get it together which was awkward for me at first and I was afraid to do it but I'm like no she needs to hear this because that's that's just what it is what was how did you feel about my reaction to you you took it initially well and I think I remember you like oh I can see why you're saying that you were very uh, politically correct about everything that you said when inside I'm like is she really this politically correct all the time or does she really want to say shut the fuck up I don't know what the fuck I'm doing shout out to DJ Antique who just pulled up <laughs> DJ Antique is here you might have heard him in our last episode what up y'all yes <laughs> Sorry, you got us. Oh, yeah. Yes. Nice to meet you, Alfred. All right. Where's Tendaji? He's going to be here shortly. Tendaji and Valencia. I got to let him know. Yes. So, um... It smells so good. I didn't catch the smell. Sorry. I need to know. I don't know if it was antique or if it was... Did he say it was his cousin? Alfred. Cousin Alfred. We'll have to replay this so we can find out who this guy is exactly. I'm big with scent. Do you smell it now? Maybe it wasn't them. But there's a fragrance. Oh, my God. Well, someone showered and perfumed. <laughs> um, so let's go back. So, again, I said you were politically correct about all of your answers, and you took it very well, and we had some action items for you. And But I, I think I really needed you to feel my rage because... Oh, God, I'm spitting all over the place. We always talk to each other, and we're like, it's okay, it's okay. It's going to be fine, and don't be too hard on yourself. Fuck that. We need to be hard on ourselves. We 100% need to be like, get it together. That's how I was raised. That's how I grew up, both personally, professionally, like with my family. Uh, It's like like very gritty. You got to do it. So I'm like, you know what? I've never practiced this with Natalie. I'm about to try it, and it inspired me to do so. So initially when I text you, like, I have this idea of wanting to collaborate it wasn't, and I was saying it in the sense like, I have this idea, I'm sharing it with you, but I wasn't about to walk at one o'clock in the afternoon that day when Noelle was going to be there to give that to her because I definitely didn't know how I was going to go about it with her. You're 100% right. That much I did know. Yeah. Not initially because I was like, does she want to come out here? Because if she does, maybe not. But then I figured out like, okay, you're not trying to come out here and present this to her. But then if you were, I was like, but how can I get her quickly to... My mind went that route. Right, which, which when you're like telling me... 
and your and your sternness and Nelly, you're gonna do this, this, and that. I was like, okay, yeah. And then and then in my head, I was thinking like, how can I tell her to shut the fuck up? <laughs> because again, you're saying like, Nelly, just shut the fuck up. And, I, and then on my end, I'm like, how can I tell her really nicely to just shut the fuck up? I know what you're saying, but I'm not going to walk in there at 1 o'clock to talk to Noel because I really don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> Did I Michael Mota you? You totally Michael Mota me, which is actually the purpose of this podcast originally, which is why we turned on the recorder because... You didn't want to be the person, um, you didn't want to Michael Mota me. And, and so can you explain a little bit about what exactly that is? And we're going to have to remove the Michael Mota me or you. We're going to have the Mota-ing. What is the Mota-ing? It is that. It is that because my brother and I both learned it from my dad. No, it's not a bad thing. It's it's it really isn't. It's it's really not a bad thing, but and actually this is um this is something that my brother and I but people can be offended by it. If people don't know you, people can get offended. Hell yes. So the Moda effect <laughs> is this. My brother and I will hang out with people, get to know people and identify very specific things about people that can like amplify whatever it is that they're doing or if they don't see something in themselves that they should see we're like yo you should really do this you should really do that this is all you need to do da, 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 da. And we'll give them like a whole fucking layout on how they can live their life and be successful based on like a four minute conversation with them or seeing seeing their talents and stuff but that's very imposing because if that person doesn't want to fucking do what you think that they would be really good at doing it is borderline offensive and you're telling them like whatever you're doing stop doing it you need to really do this in life i wonder if that like i mean and i have you has there been an example where and i'm and not including myself where you have said to x person hey you need to do xyz and you're gonna be successful they didn't take offense to it and they followed your lead on it and they were like okay and then the opposite happened where it didn't work out no but no but i don't know that i would ever do a follow-up like that but here's what i thought when you were saying that right Uh, when i worked at the previous company that i worked for my goal was to empower as many employees as I can. And I would just tell them, like, whatever it is that you want to do, let me help you get to that. And it was more about them than it was about me identifying what I saw in them. It was about you. Or, sorry. It was about them. Oh, okay. In a work setting, right? Okay. In the work setting, I was like, okay, you want to do, like, uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, Shauna. Shauna is one of my favorite human beings on the planet. She was like in sales and she was like, I don't like sales. She actually studied like psychology and organizational business psychology, all this stuff. She loved marketing. She was doing her own page for all of that. So I'm like, well, let's put you into marketing. Let's do the shows. Let's rebrand. Let's do all of this. How can we help you get to where you want to go in that setting? So in the normal nine to five corporate I had no problem empowering people there. But outside of that, like personally, that's where I would be like, oh, you should do this, and without really fully knowing people. But I want to say that, yeah, the people that I've helped guide have 
take, have made those, like Jasper, I'm thinking about Jasper. When I first met her and when we were, her and I were both working at, at autos together and I was like, you could totally do this for a living and you can 100% do your readings and you can do your join opener market. And she did it and she's doing it. Now, I experienced her services myself, which is why I believed in it and why I said, all right, you 100% got to do this. Um, so, but now I'm curious. I'm, I'm, I'm going in my head. I'm cataloging all the people that I've met that I've encouraged to do something. I want to check back in with them like, what the fuck happened? Did it work or did it not? Do you think that, or is there any in that come to mind that, and we don't have to say names, right, that you've told, hey, X, Y, and Z, and then they were offended, and then they kind of backed off, and y'all don't talk anymore. Is that is that a thing? I don't know, but I did just think of somebody that, I did just think of somebody that should not be in the position that they're in right now, and I helped to get there. Because, because you want to pull them out? Oh my God! Because I believed in them, and they needed a specific type of leadership and mentoring. But, and I believe in rehabilitation, but not with everybody. So we can't help them all. No. The motor effect does not always work out. One hundred percent. Fuck, fucking no. Now I will say this: when I was a when I was a teenager, I remember my dad telling me. You should get into marketing. You should do marketing. I don't like marketing, Dad. Like, uh, of course. I want to be a poet. I want to be a museum curator. I want to be a marketing man. The day that I figured out that you should have been marketing, I was like, do my parents have a fucking superpower? Like, how did he know? How did he know? I said this before. Our parents always know. They always know. Mind you. I want the marketing position right now at Dodger Stadium. Like, that's what I want. I'm like, Dad, how did you know? We got to give our parents the benefit of the doubt. And we got to give intuitive people the benefit of the doubt. If you know someone has a gift and they're right about shit, fucking listen to them. What time is it? It's 4 and, um, and And I think that... Do we got enough time? Um, you're right about the intuition. Um, I think right now, since I've left my job, I think that was one of the first actually leaving my job and following my intuition with that um, has definitely helped me tune into my intuition and making this decision on my own and feeling empowered to do that um, when I when it was coming to it I was telling Mike like listen I don't want you to tell me if this is the right thing, I don't want you to give me your opinion. I don't want you to tell me how this is the right or the wrong thing. I want to come to you to tell me what I've decided. Or I want to go to you to tell to tell you what I've decided. And and I want the type of support that I wanted from him and I told him is just to say Okay, I got your back. No opinion, no motor effect, no, no, none of that. And he was, and he, and it felt good for me and for him to say, "Okay, I got you." And so when it came down to like 
to telling Mike, like, I'm not going to go back. Is this going to be my last day? This is it. it. I felt so good. I felt like I'm doing the right thing. I'm following my gut. My gut is telling me that this is my last day and this is going to be it and everything's going to be okay. And that was my first experience with intuition. And I'm, and I, and I'm leaning into it more now, like leaning into what feels, what feels good. And it doesn't even necessarily have to feel good. I think as long as you're sparked by curiosity, where you're like, oh, I think I want to try this. Fuck it, go try it. Um, I think that intuition can become an obsessive drug where now all you want to do is like, okay, well, my intuition says this. Most times I ignore it. Now I want to listen to it all the time, no matter what anybody fucking says. And I want to get in the practice of getting to know my intuitive voice and because it's right for you and only you know and your body and your mind and your soul is going to tell you what is for you and nobody else can give it to you um that was also one of the conversations that i had my my dad with my dad as i was transitioning into out of this job he was like you know what the only person that knows and that's gonna know what is right is you don't let anyone else influence you one way or the other you just listen to yourself and to what feels right and that's gonna be it and and definitely like you said be curious you have to be curious you should but again it's scary if you're curious there's so many risks involved but fuck it like and i think i want to i want to replace our moments of rage and our moments of love and i think it's safe to transition into our moment of intuition and did we follow it or not and oh yeah i like that yes and then what happened when we did or we didn't follow it and if we talk about that every day because i really 100% believe that we should do an intuitive thing every day yeah yeah it's especially and now we're challenged and it's as, it's as simple as this. You might wake up in the morning, you'll be brushing your teeth, and somebody crosses your mind. And it might be like an ex-boyfriend from 15 years ago where you're like, I wonder if he's okay. Like, I hope he's okay. And you know what? I'm going to... This is perfect. Severe and I were doing a podcast uh, in downtown L.A., and we were in these artist garage. And in their garage, I'll hold this so that you can drink your beer, Natalie. Natalie's been holding this wonderful mic. Oh, she's burping, my bad. So um, they had uh, an, a wooden Indian figurine. Like it was like a chief and he was made out of wood. And it reminded me of my very first boyfriend, right? And I thought about him. I decided to take a picture of the Indian and send it to him. And I haven't spoken to him in years, like years, 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 years. And I said, hey, man, thought about you. And I sent him the picture. And he replies back uh, probably like two hours later. And he goes, I'm so sorry that I didn't reply back. My sister just passed away. And I knew his sister and I was close with his sister. Like we talked all the time about her daughter and whatnot. And I was like, oh, my God. I didn't expect 
to hear that. Answer. It is. Oh, you're way better at this whole mic holding than I am. I can't do this. Oh. Yeah, Natalie's way better. But my point is, is that he thanked me. He was like, "Thank you for reaching out and thank you for checking in." Right? Yeah. So to go back to if you're brushing your teeth and you're thinking about an ex-boyfriend an aunt a distant relative an old boss and the thought crosses your mind and it's very specific like oh i wonder how what pick up your fucking phone and text them and say something that is your intuition that is that is something telling you reach out you never know what's gonna happen i like that okay so it's that simple weekly podcast we are no longer doing rages and loves or maybe maybe they'll hold on it's moments of love and moments of rage but you just said rages of love i said rages and love i love the i mean but that works too well either way we can do with it or without it but we're definitely doing moments of intuition did we follow them yeah I like it. I'm with it. I'm with it too. It's doable. We gonna do it. Okay. Well, that is gonna wrap up the episode here. It's getting a little bit louder. There's more fans coming in, and the game's about to start. So that's it, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed our mini series here at the Dodgers. Um, we'll be talking soon, right? Let's go, Dodgers. Woo! Let's go. Increase the peace, y'all. Bye. Today's episode was brought to you by Chingon Bakery and Venice Beach Beverage. If you have any topic ideas you want us to cover, don't forget to email those to onthisfrequency at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced by Juicebox Bartley and Big Brother Jake. We drop a new episode every Wednesday wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you follow us on the grams at On This Frequency. How can you support us, you ask? Well, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash On This Frequency and you can donate some coffee funds there. And for those Apple listeners, leave us a review. They're incredibly helpful and we'll be sharing them in our upcoming episodes. So from Natalie and I, remember to be kind to one another, kick some ass, and remember to celebrate every day because every day is your birthday. Meow, 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 meow. Fucking fuck, fuck. Oh, 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 oh,